Hi, Amanda. Hi, Kristen. Happy book club. Thanks. Are we only like one chapter away of being done? Uh, this is chapter six, and then the next chapter is chapter seven. Hold on. Is chapter seven? No, that can't be the last chapter. I mean, yes. it is, but there's so much book left. Yeah. Hey, guys, hang in there. That's so much. Wait, hold on. Is chapter seven really that thick? Yeah, it's like 93 to like 121. Oh my god. Okay, well, I mean, this chapter was thin. Next, yeah. week's, next week's episode is going to be a big, bulky episode. For our bite size book club. A big yeah. bite. A big bite. <laughs> yeah, next week's a big bite. Yeah. Okay, so let's, let's talk about this week. Chapter mm-hmm. six, Begin Anyhow, Moving Through Fear. We're still on Lisa Congdon's Find Your Artistic Voice. Chapter six, Begin, Any, begin Anyhow, Moving Through Fear, which is pages... 83 through 92. This is an interesting one. Short chapter, but like important stuff. Yeah. And I feel like this is stuff that we've covered a lot in the main show. Yeah. Tons of stuff. Like one, I think this tie is so, so so tightly in with anxiety and both anxiety as a mental illness and anxiety as the thing that happens as being part of society. Right. Like a reactionary response. Yes. Yeah. The, the, the quote that leads you into this chapter by Erica Jong saying, everyone has talent. What is rare is the courage to follow the talent to the dark place where it leads. Like, I just thought there was so much packed into those two lines. Like it's kind of us with the podcast. Like we, we have talent for this or just talking and keeping conversation, but how do we have ever known? And like the dark, it's kind of like thinking like you have to trudge through like a forest to get to like a clearing, like no matter what you embark on, there's going to be this dark place that like you have to trudge through because of the reactionary response of anxiety and just like everything that comes up from doing something new ever. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. And I think yeah. that that's so true. And then we talk about the circle. We've talked about, she's talked about the circle so many times in the book of, you know, and we've talked about the, the, the circle, how, you know, growing is learning all these things it's not linear. Right. Everything, you know, goes around, comes around, blah, 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 yeah. blah. And you just talked about, you know, quote unquote, the dark place. With the show, there's so many times where the show has been pushed into a dark place. Like, when we, and not because of anything other than that's where it went. Our I'm, show? Yes, and I'm thinking specifically the Kate Spade, Anthony Bourdain episode. Mm. And it was because of who we are creatively, because of who we are as people, because of what happened in the world. It felt like who we are as creative people, who we are as artists, who we are as podcast hosts, and who the po- what the podcast is as a creative vessel that show needed to happen. 
and that's what we said when we recorded that show was like well we could have just not we could have just done something else we could have just ignored what was going on but our artist selves our creative selves and the combined art that we make that puts the show on led us to talking about this because we had had a mental illness episode. We had had, we had talked about our own experiences with anxiety, with depression, with mental illness. And now that the, I guess we'd say, you know, we can say that the online community for a lack of a better word was having this reckoning with, famous people who seemingly had good lives, whether they were troubled lives, you know, we were unaware of or aware of to an extent, but good lives. They were wealthy people who had nice experiences, who had good things, but yet mental illness drove them to take their own lives. And we needed to talk about that even though it was a dark place right well there's a lot of like layers to this because i feel like when mental illness like that obviously like that's a dark place that's a dark experience and like we've experienced you know various levels of that personally to talk about it was you know a dark um topic right like it wasn't like a happy cheery one but also I feel like dark place is what happens to us, or at least me, like when I've heard you talk about it, it could mean what you're saying, but it more often, like I feel when I think about the podcast, it's almost always a ray of like serendipitous light, right? Like we always say, like how things fall into place, like even that episode, even though the topic was dark, being able to like talk to you to get my mind to process it was like, like it ended up being a light in it, in it. But I think for me and the art part is the dark place, like almost like even that episode, like thinking about talking about it, like you're like, how will it be received? Blah, blah, blah. Like all the cr- criticism that happens and the anxiety that happens about we're going to be talking about this, how will, you know, like that. Like, and you say it all the time with your art and scrapbooking, how you're almost always going through the dark place of like, I suck at this, even though I've been doing it for 20 years, like I suck at this. So it's almost like, like for me, the show is this light and I'm like, oh, look, that worked out. This is great. But what happens to get to there is all this self-doubt and like yes. darkness, I guess. Yes. And, and I think that's what's so cool about art and going through that personal darkness gives you the ability to create art about darkness. Mm. Right. Because, I mean, if we had not ever experienced anxiety, if we had not ever experienced depression, if we had not ever experienced any kind of mental illness personally, then we would never have had the ability to have that episode of the podcast. Right. Because then who would we be to talk about? I mean, like, we would just be like, two stupid, shallow white girls talking about, oh, these people committed suicide. Let's talk about this. That would be, I mean, that's just so antithetical to every single thing that we're about. 
Right. And it's, it's like the difference between sympathetic and empathetic, I guess. And just be like, oh, well, and it, and it's so like, like, uh, doing things for like trend's sake, just because they're trendy. And like, what is the worst? I mean, oh my God, just like latching onto celebrity suicides for trendy. That is like the worst thing in the entire world, like to, to, to latch onto because it's trendy. Right. I, that's, uh, so when she talks about like these parts of the 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 process that are just like you know your you feel like you suck. I mean you guys hear me talk about this all the time. I I am constantly talking about how I feel like I just kind of suck at stuff. And like that's fine. And you know what's funny is because so I It's easier for me to kind of think about some of this stuff some of the time with cooking because I own a scrapbook business. We talk about scrapbooking all the time on the pot. Like scrapbooking, paper crafting, all of that stuff with me, it's rolled into my business. So I have a business mindset about it. And so things are a little bit muddled because part of my brain is like, well, you have to do, no matter what, you have to do this because it's part of how you make a living. On the other hand, for me, cooking, that is a straight up passion hobby. Mm -hmm. I love it. I'm not going to make any money off of it. I don't really love sharing it that much on social media because honestly, it's very difficult to stop in the process, take pictures, explain what's happening, and share those on social media while cooking. Right. And then a lot of the times, it's too dark out to take really good pictures of the food that I've made. So, like, I don't really care that much about sharing my food on social media. Mm -hmm. I love sharing food in person. I love making food for other people. And so when I think about, like, it's so much easier for me to think about hobbies and hobby theory with cooking. So, Mm -hmm. like, like, thinking about screwing up with food, thinking about, like, creating new things with food, thinking about, like, legit being afraid of things with food is a lot easier than thinking about it with crafting for me. So a couple of things, like, really, really, really stood out. What is it? Okay. Seeking the comfort of the perfect moment. I think we've talked about this specifically before, is that that perfect moment with food is, like, that first bite. And then everything else is just kind of there. Mm -hmm. And I think it's that same thing as like, you know what? No matter what, perfection doesn't really exist. Right. She kind of talks about it by saying like, we want to be comfortable. We want the exact right skills. Like... 
I don't know. That just, I don't know when this starts. Like I think about it all the time. And when I teach the kids, like, what am I teaching them that isn't growth mindset? Like we talk about like, like you can't start with the exact right skills or tools or whatever. Like, and it's never really been a problem. That's why like, I like the two, the, the, the part where she said, embrace the suck. I've been talking a lot about suck. And I just think like, you don't just, just automatically default to like, I don't have the right tools. This will suck. Or I don't know what I'm doing. This will suck. But then when you embrace it, that's the key. Like, I love that. I've been thinking a lot about this lately, like how, how anything you embrace automatically disappears. Like, I feel like once you, once you hold it, and aren't resisting it and are afraid of it, then it poofs into it like out of existence and it doesn't even exist anymore. Like I find, I've been finding that in my own stuff. Like once I just say, yeah, this is going to suck. Like you get over that hump and you're like, oh wait, this doesn't, this is fun. I do like this. Like it just, the, it just, once you embrace it, it, the fear of it is gone. It's with a bunch of different things, but with art, I find with my art that happens. Yes. So I find myself saying, I don't know what I'm doing. And that can mean two totally different things. Like I will Mm. say those words out loud. And like, when I say, I don't know what I'm doing, sometimes it means I don't know what I'm doing. So I'm scared and I'm not going to continue. And Mm. it's a roadblock. Sometimes I'll say, I don't know what I'm doing. And it's freedom from like the shackles of having to do something in a specific way. Mm. I've been feeling that a lot with prepping for teaching. Like we don't know what we're doing. So I just let go and say, when we know I'll do something. Like, <laughs> right. And it's like, it's, I think some of this comes from like this, uh, and it's so pervasive in teaching, this credentialism. Mm-hmm. Because like, I think, so some of it, we push it on children so hard and we push, and, and it's not even just in school. It's like, you know, well, you can't drive until you have a driver's license. Mm. And so you need to have these skills to pass the test mm. to be a driver. I see. And I think like we want that, you know, licensure to be an artist, mm. to be a painter, to be a scrapbooker. Like, you know, give me the test so that I know that I'm qualified to scrapbook. And it's like, you know what? we've all been out there on the road. <laughs> Those people don't deserve driver's licenses. Like, are you kidding me? Right, what is it showing? <laughs> my, so like, my, my 87-year-old grandma can't lift her arms and she came in with a cane for her driving test. And she, and she said to the driving test lady, she's like, she's like, I can't walk, but I could drive fine. Like, what right? logic is that? Right, my grandmother gets vertigo when she looks over her shoulder. So it's like- <laughs> What? I mean, she can, it takes her 30 minutes to like walk up the stairs. Like that's, I, yeah. So <laughs> that's a good point though. Well, like that, I think, and, and it, it's comforting to know. And it's comforting to know when you drive. Oh yeah. All these other people have driver's licenses, but like, oh my God, then you get out on the road and you're like, oh my God, all these people have driver's licenses. Mm-hmm. What does it even mean? <laughs> right. So yeah. Like that's, that's what I feel like is like, oh yeah, well, if I just take this class, then I'll know. Yeah. Or if I just do this, then I'll, and, and that, that, that feeling of comfort. And it is that, it's that comfort that, oh, okay, well, you know, this will give me the right tools to be able to do the job. 
Right. But it's not just tools that you need to do a job. Right. It's been through this podcast and the conversations we've had with like, what, a hundred artists, like at this point, who knows how many, but hearing over and over again, how uncomfortable they are and me thinking how comfortable they must be in this art practice that they do. Like that's been helpful for me is to hear from people that I perceive as super comfortable in their own creation. So uncomfortable, especially at the beginning. Like yeah, right. Constant tension. Yeah. So that's been helpful for me to realize in my own head, I'm uncomfortable. Oh, wait, but so is Tina Asmus. So it's okay because right. I'm going to just plow through this. And so is Ellie Edwards in the beginning. Right. So like, it's me. I remind myself of it just being part of the process, but you have to hear over and over again that it's a part of everybody's process. You're like a prisoner of your own experience. So once you hear that you're not alone in it. <laughs> right. And it's not like there's enough room on Instagram captions to be like, oh my God, <laughs> this process was torture. Right. And hey, I, you know, I don't have enough space to show you like the 40 photos of the process. And also the algorithm probably wouldn't show you those anyway, because they're not super pretty and it's not right. like a gorgeous flat lay. So yeah, well, I've realized in my own personal marketing, how much easier it is to just photograph a finished product. Like, especially yes. when you're in the dark place, like it doesn't even enter your mind to share the dark place. Cause you're just trying to process how to get through it. Right. And you're like, oh, well I could take a picture now or, but like, what if I just wait until I put this sticker down? Yeah. And then it's like, oh, I put this sticker down, but what if I just wait until I put this journaling thing over here? Mm. And it's also that thing we've talked about in past in a past book club episode, I think it was one or two ago, where I talk about like my dance art is more freeing because I have no physical thing to like show for it. And I feel like documenting the in process, which is exactly share your work, show your work, right? With Austin Cleon, he's like, do it. But like, I now have a new, um, I did my December daily flip through with it. What do you call that? The arm that holds the phone, the eagle eye thing, camera thing. What, what is this called? Like a tripod mount? A a mount. So I got the mount. So I'm like, oh, I should do a plan with me spread. I should show people how like it goes from stickers to jots. Like people would enjoy that. But the second I think about putting in a non-finished piece under the camera, I'm like, that's going to, I'm going to mess up because I'm going to think about what people are thinking of me doing my trudge work. Well, this is why I don't like recording videos where there are not, other people there right to chat because that right i can because at that point i have too much power mm. like i can stop and i can edit and i can do anything i want and i can make it as perfect as i want to mm-hmm. but to what end yeah otherwise you know like let's just have a live video where there are people yeah because then i can't stop then i can't right. like try to edit everything perfectly and waste six or 17 hours on a video that I don't even know exactly what the full purpose of making the video is. Yeah. Cause well, like, that's a good, yeah. I was gonna say, cause I'm not like producing a television show at this point that mm-hmm. has a story and a beginning and a middle and an end and like if I were doing that and, and creating a specific show, it would be one thing, but I'm not. 
I'm just trying to, you know, talk to people and show one thing. And so it's a lot easier for me to do live video. Makes sense. Makes sense. And you said before about like when you don't know the purpose of a thing, like I think that's a little piece about it sometimes. Like when you're just embarking on art or embarking on sharing your art, but you don't know the purpose of why you're sharing or the purpose of what you want to come out of the art. Like sometimes that muddles things, but I don't know. I just feel, um, I was going to say something before, but blew up my brain. It'll come back. It will come back. I hope. (laughs) Yeah, no, but I just, I like the interview with Libby Black too. I didn't, um, I've never heard of her before. But I liked it. I liked how she like abandoned her like <laughs> her final project and within two weeks like redid it. Oh, that's what I was gonna say. I was gonna talk about how like fear. I've learned, like we talked about in the beginning of this episode, like cyclical, like things come back around and just like I feel like you're always orbiting something. If you're doing an art, you're not gonna start the art and then work on it a few days and then it's gonna be done. I feel like you're orbiting the idea of it. And in the same way, I feel like I go through cycles of inspiration, like where my inspiration to do a project is high. And when it's at that peak, I have to jump on it because it outweighs any fear. Like that's kind of how I, I've learned for me that things can get done. Like if I ride that wave of like, I'm really into this, I need to make it. But that only, that happens usually for me in the morning. So I like have to be ready for it in the morning. It's weird. I think that that's, that's really important to know. Mm -hmm. It's really important to know about yourself. And the only way you're going to know that is by doing things. Yeah. And I think one of the things, one of the big fear things is being afraid that we're going to be wrong about those things. Yeah. Oh, well, what if I start working and this isn't the best time for me to work? Mm-hmm. What if I start working and I have to stop early? What if I start working and I mess up? Yeah. And then we don't ever start. Yeah. It's like the procrastination monster, which is tied to fear. It's yeah. super, you know, it's super tied to fear and it's super tied to like, well, what if I'm not good enough? Well, you're never going to be good enough unless you practice. Mm -hmm. And what is good enough anyway? Mm -hmm. And I think the interview was awesome. Yeah. I love that she was like, yeah, I made my dad like take pictures and he was so bad at it. Um, I think one of the things that fear does is that it shows up in so many different ways that we don't see as fear. Mm. It shows up as anxiety. It shows up as... Tired. Right. Like, just general, like, fatigue and malaise and confusion Mm -hmm. and misunderstanding and basically any kind of just weirdness. Mm-hmm. just like just general strangeness like oh what why is this happening yeah oh just because you're just because you're afraid mm-hmm. and also like she ends this chapter with fear is where greatness happens which is so i don't want to say unfortunate mm. but like also 
kind of unfortunate because it sucks it sucks that we have to be in this like weird scared place for and it's not like it's not like all greatness comes from being in this weird great you know weird scared place but some of the really great stuff comes from being put inside of this box of fear. Yeah, I mean, I keep referencing it back to the show or like me with teaching and trying to be good at that. Like when you're trying to be great at anything, like first starting it is so scary. Like, but that's expected. Like it's new, you don't know what to expect. Now you and me, like over 140 episodes in, like it isn't obviously as scary. We've gotten a flow with it where like we can go, but it's still even like, there's two things that still bring up, you know, like fear in me, but then you push through it and show up anyway. Like one is me always going like, are we going to have enough time? Like, what if we run out of things to say? Like, you know what I mean? So it's always like me worrying if like the show's just going to ever come to an abrupt end and like you and me are tapped out. And the second thing is like, whenever, when I talk to you, it isn't so anxiety. I know how we work, but whenever we bring someone new, it's super exciting but it's also like, I'm like, what if they don't pick up on my cues? And like, like, I'm always anxious before that. So it's like, even when like you start anything new, of course it's going to be scary. And then you show up and you push through and you learn. But then even when you're seasoned, like you're still are afraid that it's just going to stop one day or that you're just not going to be good one day. Like, so yeah. Yeah. Like that's, it's just so funny how like the fear morphs and it's still there and you learn how to manage it more. But like any show we've ever done is, you're, it's right. Like that's where the magic happens because we show up anyway. Right. And yeah. when things are, you know, when you feel that small bit of friction, you figure it out. Yeah. I've heard the analogy before where it's like when you procrastinate or when you let fear dictate you away from the art, it's like you're metaphorically having fear drive the car. But if you let fear exist, but be in the passenger seat and you still drive the car, then that you'll still get things done. Yeah. And I think one of my, my greatest methods for this is to have two different projects at the same time, Mm -hmm. because I will be afraid to work on one project. And so I will procrastinate that project with the other project. I like that. So you're getting something done. And I, like and, and I well, cause the thing is, is that with me, I know that, cause I think it's very, I think it's very normal and I want to normalize being afraid and being fearful and having that, that fear of, you know, that one project and finishing the project and, and, you know, cause like exactly like what you were saying, we are great at this. We can do this. We've interviewed lots of people, like just legit people. Yeah. But that fear always comes up mm-hmm. because again, one, if you're just talking to a stranger, you're, and you're supposed to like interview a stranger, <laughs> like that's, you know, it's okay to be a little bit fearful and nervous about that. That's, right. you know, there's some normalcy about, Again, like if you are an NFL player, an NBA player, you're probably going to have a little bit of nerves before every game. Sure. Especially big games. 
Like that's normal. Yeah. And so having something else that you can go to, to procrastinate on, whether it's a, you know, another project you're working on, a book, a garden, something else that you can tend to while you're procrastinating on your one thing is great. Yeah. Also, when you procrastinate on both things, then you know it's about you and not the things, mm-hmm. which, has been, which has been really good because then it's like, oh, yeah, what is actually going on with me? What is my, <laughs> like, what is my deal? Right. Do I not feel good? You know, am I hungry, angry, tired, lonely? What, like, or is it like something else? You know, are we going through a global pandemic? Right. Do I have some personal, like, do, like, do I not feel well? And that, right. that is usually my first thing. Do I have a headache? Do I, am I going to get a headache? And like, that's fine too. If you're procrastinating on your stuff because your life is crazy right now, that's, right. A, that's a legitimate answer. Like if you have family stress, if you can't decide if you're going to send your kid back to school face to face, if you can't decide like, oh no, you know, you have a family member that maybe should come live with you because they're older and they need help and like there's so many different reasons that you could have outside stress factors right that could cause you to procrastinate on your projects right and like knowing that is is the answer yeah and like that makes complete sense for like why you're not working on your project life right now or why your your memory planner is like backed up a couple weeks totally makes sense and that's a good segue because next chapter is like strategies she's yes. like gonna talk about like different things so i'm excited for that and i yes. guess she has a lot because it's a long oh my god it's like it's like half the book <laughs> yeah it's 94 we might have to break this up i mean we, we might just be a really long you might just be really long yeah we could always like surmise it that's it's, the right it's word too, summarize it's, it it's two interviews so that'll that, that's that's why mm. Okay, cool. So, okay, so next week, oh my God, it's so cool. It's, we're gonna, next week, we're going to finish this book. Wow. Strategies for developing your own voice. So exciting. Pages 93 to 118. Oh my gosh, I just saw a section that reminds me of daily pages. Make art every day, even for a few minutes. No, I'm so excited. <laughs> It's going to be fantastic. Okay. This is really good. So this is a really great chapter. I'm really, this, this is a really important chapter. Short, sweet. Next week, we're going to do strategies for developing your own voice. Really, really, really excited. Okay. You guys have been amazing. Thank you for listening. This has been a fantastic book. I'm really excited to finish it up next week. All right. You guys have a great week. Come chat with us at theawesomeladiesproject.com slash female, and we will just keep talking about this awesome book and next week we'll, we will finish it up and it's going to be fantastic. And I'm so excited that you're here with us. So have a great week and we will talk to you soon. Bye guys.